What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knock If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, Cavalier Central, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. That's a pretty good way to get back in the win column um, for the Wizards. The Wizards just won a really, really fun game against the Golden State Warriors, um, 110 to 107. Um, That win pushes the Wizards record to 19 and 32, and it moves the Golden State Warriors record down to 24 and 28. Um, (laughs) If you look at the win probability in this game, um, it's pretty cu- it's pretty fun to look at. Um, this is like a back and forth game, um, competitive. You know, if you look at the win probability model, it's like you know roller coaster going up and down, um, which is always fun to see. Um, but yeah, uh, so I guess the first thing I'll say, uh, talk about a little bit is um, the Golden State Warriors coming into this game. Um, <laughs> clean the glasses, loading. Um, they're twenty second in the league in point differential at minus three point two. Um, which is really, really not good at all. Um, 23rd in the league in offense with an offensive rating of 109 and 10th in the league in defense with a defense rating of 112.1. Um, just going over some of the overview and four-factor type of stuff for this game, um, neither offense was that good. Um, both were like below the 33rd percentile um, in offensive rating for the individual game. Um, neither team shot the ball that well. Um, effective field goal percentage for the Wizards was 51.1 and for the Warriors it was 52.8. Um, Wizards turned the ball over about 5% more um, than the Warriors, but they got 9% more offensive rebounds, um, and they got to the line about 5% more. Um, so that's always a good thing to <laughs> have those two things in your favor. Um, just to go over some of the box score stuff super quick, and then I do want to talk about that last crazy last minute of the game, um, and then obviously the game in general. Um, so looking at the Wizards, um, Rui Hachimura had a pretty strong game. Um, he had 22 points plus 13 in 38 minutes, 9 to 16 from the field, 3 or 4 th- from the line. Um, so 22 points coming on 20. Sh- no, that's not right. Uh, 18 shooting possessions, pretty solid. Uh, a lot of those did, again, come in the first quarter. I think like 10 or 12 of those points. But, you know, <laughs> they count the same in every single quarter. It's something that I like to say. Um, Beal actually ended up with 20 points, but he struggled for most of this game. Um, 
didn't feel like he had 20, but you know, uh, is what it is. Um, those 20 points came on 19 shooting possessions, so like, he didn't have his best game. Um, neither did Russell Westbrook. He had 19 points on 18 and a half shooting possessions, so not efficient at all. He also had six turnovers. A lot of them were really bad. Um, 14 assists, 14 rebounds. Um, oh my God, <laughs> Robin Lopez had 20 points on just you know a bunch of ridiculous post moves. Um, he was plus seven in his 27 minutes off the bench, nine of 14. Um, from the field, 2-2 two, two of the line. So 20 points coming on 15 shooting possessions is a really, really good, efficient night. Um, just looking at some of the Warriors guys, Curry had 32 points. Um, those 32 points coming on 29 shooting possessions. Um, he was 5 of 13 from 3, 11 of 26 from the field. Um, Kelly Oubre had 23 points um, on 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 3 from the free throw line. Um, Draymond Green had 5 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, three steals, two blocks. Um, pretty typical Draymond Green game, but he was awesome. Um, Wiggins had 15. Um, Wiseman had 18. Um, I'll probably touch on those guys later. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about um, about the game is that uh, last minute. Um, that last minute was really, really fun. Um, yeah, I'm just pulling it up on the play-by-play so I don't miss anything. Um yeah, I guess so. The first play I'll talk about is um, with under a minute left. Um, wait, no, I gotta see where I started taking more notes. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah. So, so I'll first start um, the first play with about a minute left. Um, was the Wizards had the ball? Um, they were up by one. Um, so it was one hundred four, one hundred three at this point with about a minute left. Um, they ran a play. Beal got downhill. Um, he made a really, really good um, read to the weak side corner. Um, the defense was um, helping pretty heavily. Um, so he, you know, um, gave a really, really good pass to Rui um, in the weak side corner, skip pass. Um, Rui caught the ball, did a little pump fake. Um, Wiggins was the guy closing out. Wiggins slipped. Um, so then um, Rui drove to the basket. Um, really, really, really good help by Draymond Green. He came over um, and he blocked the shot, but it also turned into like a jump ball. Um, so he forced a jump ball. It was a really unbelievable play by him. Um, and then, um, during the jump ball, Rui tried to tap it. Like there's only like three seconds left on the shot clock at that point. Um, and then Rui tapped the jump ball out of bounds. Um, so the Warriors, uh, gained possession. Um, so then the next play, um, it was basically just a, um, simple step up screen or not, not a step up screen, but they just screened. Um, to get um, Steph Curry switched on Davis Bertans, which is kind of one of the themes of the game. Um, and obviously, Bertans could not do anything against Curry. Um, Curry just drove right by him. Um, Rui Hachimura, I think, was his help responsibility, even though he was on the strong side corner um, because he was going Draymond Green, but also Avdi helped. But Curry just re- did like a reverse layup around both of them. Um, so, yeah, so then at that point, the Warriors were winning 105 to 104. Um, and then the next play down, um, it was. Oh, man, these late games are killing me. Um, yeah, so Beal drove to the basket, um, and then it was a really, really um, good help defensive play by, again, um, Draymond Green. Um, came over from the weak side, made a great play, um, didn't foul, um, and then uh, Kent Bazemore got the rebound, um, and then the um, Wizards had to foul, um, and they fouled Steph Curry. Steph Curry made two free throws. At this point, it's 107 to 104 with 20 seconds left of the game. It seems like the Wizards have a really, really slight chance of winning. Um, but then, so they try to run a play for Beal. Um, Beal gets blitzed. Um, so Beal swings the ball to Westbrook. Westbrook is wide open. That's the guy that they're helping off of. That's the guy they want shooting in that situation. Um, and Westbrook 
misses a shot really, really badly. But um, he misses it in a way where the ball rebounds off like the left side of the rim and bounces all the way to the corner. Um, Beal chases it down. He grabs it. He gets <laughs> gets the rebound, um, puts up a three. Wiggins fouls him um, on the three-point shot, which is just stupid anyways. And Beal makes the three-point shot. Um, he makes a free throw. He puts a wizard up one with six seconds left after that play. Um, that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, like when I saw that, I just started laughing out loud because I thought that was hilarious. Um, because like you know, Wiggins is not known as you know the highest IQ guy, and for him to make that play late in the game just to you know give away the lead like that, um, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but anyways, um, so coming out of the, the Warriors call a timeout, six seconds left, they're down by one. Um, Drew Gooden says some ridiculous thing in like in the timeout, like oh you don't want to help, blah blah blah. Like if you're so it's a one point game. Um, would you rather give Curry a layup or would you rather give Andrew Wiggins a three type of thing? Um, I'd rather give Andrew Wiggins a three because especially at that point, it's a one point game. Um, you're not really looking at, um, effective field goal percentage anymore. You're just looking at percentage of them making a shot. Um, if Wiggins on a wide open three shoots like 37%, let's say, um, and Curry on a contested layup shoots 50, 55%. Um, which one would you rather give up? Um, obviously, you'd rather give up the three because it's a lower percentage shot. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what Drew Gooden was talking about. Um, but he kind of got proved wrong kind of in practice um, because – so the Warriors ran. They had Curry as an inbounder. Um, they gave it to Draymond. A lot of times, Curry ran off a handoff. Um, he didn't. He came off a um, back screen or, yeah, back screen. And then he came back up off a down screen. But on the coming up off the down screen, um, what the Warriors did was had Damian Lee slip to the basket, which is really really good. I I thought that was a great ATO um, sideline out of bounds um, end of game play. Um, so he was wide open on the slip. Um, Draymond made a good pass um, to Damian Lee on the slip. But Denny Avdia made an absolutely phenomenal defensive rotation, um, basically to steal it. Like so, Damian Lee should have just gone up with it against Denny Avdia. Um, but Denny Avdia got there early. Um, he was just went straight up, um, straight vertical. Like he did a fantastic job of not fouling, um, being there on time, um, and forcing Damian Lee into a bad play. Like he turned it over. Also, you got to give credit to Beal. Um, a lot of times, Beal won't make that um, secondary rotation, and he did in this situation. Um, so at the end of the game, like Beal putting an effort on defense, you love to see it. Um, Beal ends up getting the steal on just a terrible, terrible decision by uh, Damian Lee. Um, and that seals the game. Beal comes down, hits a couple free throws. Um, the Warriors only have like a second left. Um, they just ran this play with like a couple down screens. Um, eventually Curry came up, got the ball. Um, I don't even think he got the shot off in time. Um, so just, yeah, <laughs> crazy last minute of the game. Um, a lot of good plays, um, by both teams. Um, but in the end, there was this one, um, so I'm trying to think. So the first thing I guess I'll talk about is the craziness of <laughs> what Robin Lopez did. Um, I'm gonna pull. I want to pull up the stats on Robin Lopez took shot super super quick. Okay, pull, I just pulled up the stats. Um, per NBA.com, Robin Lopez has shot 132 hook shots this season, which is a really really high number. The Wizards have only played this was their 51st game, so he shoots like a little less than three a game. What's that like 2.7, 2. I don't know, something like that. Um, but so he shoots um a lot of hook shots. He shot 132 of the season. He's made 85, um, which is an effective field percentage of 64.4. On shots that NBA.com considers layups, Robin Lopez has shot 105 layups and he's made 59. Um, meaning that his effective field percentage on layups is 56.2, and his effective field percentage on hook shots is 64.4. Um, 64.4 on hook shots is absolutely insane. 
Um, that's crazy. That's a crazy number. I like that's efficient offense. Like Robin Lopez shooting a hook shot is efficient offense. Like for most guys in the league, a hook shot is is just not a good shot. Um, you know, like the post defenders nowadays are just bigger, they're stronger. Um, you know, there's not many guys shooting them. Like it's crazy that for him to shoot that's a bigger number. Um, and look, um, if we're being honest, like James Wiseman is is bad. Um, you know, he scored 18 points, but like he was terrible on defense this whole game. Um, he just, like, I mean, like, I'm not like saying that as a negative thing for his potential down the road. Um, but he's a rookie. Um, he obviously played three games at Memphis. Um, two of those games were against like not even competition. And then one of those games, he like the other game he played, I think was like against Oregon and he was in foul trouble most of the game and barely played. Um, he wasn't known as a high IQ guy in high school. Um, and then he comes to the NBA. Um, a lot of people forget. I he was either I think he, what he no Anika Kongu hurt, hurt his foot. Wiseman was either hurt or he was like going through COVID protocols or something. But like even in the shortened off season, like he didn't even get the full shortened off season in. Um, so it's just like an impossibly tough situation for a guy like that to come in the league and try to give you good minutes. Um, like he clearly, clearly needs like work in the weight room and an NBA strength program, um, which he hasn't gotten a lot of, um, especially compared to Robin Lopez, who's been in the league for a million years. Um, so he got bullied, like he got bullied on the block. Um, and like, you know, just with Robin Lopez, like with his series of moves and pump fakes and all that kind of stuff, like, um, Wiseman just couldn't keep up. Um, and that's not really a shot at Wiseman. Like that was, that would have been to be expected. Um, the thing that I was impressed with was that, um, so Wiseman's like what, seven, one, I think his wingspan measurement was at seven, six. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So for Robin Lopez to be able to get his hook shot off, that's like not really fast. It's pretty slow over James Wiseman. Um, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Um, the next test, like that's one of the better tests in the league. Like I guess another one would be Boban Marjanovic. Another one would be Taco Fall. Um, the one that we're actually going to get to see um, is when the Wizards play against the Jazz pretty soon, I believe. Uh, I think they'd play them on this road trip. Um, so to see Robin Lopez, to see if he can score in the post against Rudy Gobert is going to be really, really interesting. My guess would be no. Um, Rudy Gobert is like 7'2", and his wingspan is like 7'2". I don't know, bigger, what's it, like 7'6", seven, 7'7", seven, seven, um, seven, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not quite sure Robin Lopez can uh, give the work to, um, you know, something like that. Also, like, at the end of the game, um, Robin Lopez closed the game, which is pretty interesting. Um, not really a normal thing. But um, they had Draymond Green on um, Robin Lopez, and Draymond Green was just like, Draymond Green's really, really strong, so he's be able to push um, Lopez away from the block. Um, that kind of reminds me of, like, the strategy against... Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in the 70s, 80s, when he had that um, sky hook, like the strategy eventually was just to, like push him as far away um, from the basket as possible to make the sky hook harder. That, that's kind of what that reminded me of. Um, obviously not to the same extent, um, you know, that team's regarding like trying to do it against Kareem. Um, but yeah, Lopez didn't have a great fourth quarter with Draymond on him. Um, a lot of times the Warriors were also doubling um, and they're doubling in a lot of different ways, which kind of tells you like how well coached they are. Um, like they're doubling a lot on the catch. They're also doubling after one or two dribbles. Sometimes they're doubling when you like when you saw his back. Um, they're doubling. So, and Lopez just isn't a great passer out of the post. Um, so he did get affected by that. That was a good adjustment from the Warriors. Um, so I guess the next thing I'll talk about is ball screen defense from both teams. Um, it's pretty interesting watching Beal and um, Curry on the same court. 
um, because, you know, pretty much at all times, one of those guys is going to be on offense. Um, but both teams are coming to the level of screen. Warriors are doing a lot more switching than Wizards were just because personnel. Um, so for the most part, like if Rui Hachimura, if Draymond Green was involved in a screen, he would just switch. Um, and Draymond Green's a really, really good switch defender still. Um, so Bradley Beal struggled with that. Um, pretty much if Wiseman was in the screen, um, they would just come to level. Um, and they are a pretty good team in rotation, despite having some guys that may not be known as such great rotation guys. Um, you know, I, I assume some of it is just because like Jalen Green calling them out um, and also calling out every rotation and stuff like that. Um, communication is really, really important in the league. Um, but, you know, a lot of times Jamal Green would come to the level. Um, Kevon Looney was kind of doing both. Um, he was both coming to the level of the screen and he was also um, switching a little bit. Um, I actually like Kevon Looney. I think he's a lot better than James Wiseman. Um, didn't play quite as much as him in this game. Um, but yeah, like if you want to win games, like obviously Kevon Looney's your guy. But like if you want to, you do have to also develop Wiseman. It's kind of weird that the Warriors are on like these two different timelines where they have James Wiseman. They also like are trying to win games. Um, so that is kind of... Uh, weird for them um but yeah so the wizards don't have the same luxury of having bigs that can really really move their feet on the perimeter um robin lopez and alex len got absolutely cooked on the perimeter um so but something that for the warriors offense to balance is like how much do you go to the short roll of draymond which i think is a incredibly awesome option um because draymond in the short roll is such a good passer such a good decision maker um he can like really really read and react to the defense like incredibly well like better than i've at probably ever seen from someone of his position um i'm trying to think so like if you define him as a power forward so you take Jokic out of it like who uh, i guess in my time watching basketball i can't think of any power forward that's as good as pastor Draymond green like even close um yeah i'm trying i can't think of a single one that's i don't know like i guess you're throwing like ben simmons but like yeah no um so Draymond Green in the short roll is really, really good. Um, but if you can get Alex Len on the perimeter, um, out on the floor, and you can just blow right by him, then that's also a pretty good option. So you kind of have to wait. Like, it's a good problem to have, to have two good options like that. Um, but, yeah, most of the time it was, like, getting Alex Len, getting Robin Lopez, getting those guys involved in the screen, um, making them come to level, and then a lot of times just blowing right by them. Um, Curry did blow a few finishes right around the rim um, that he definitely would like to have back. Um Oh my God, I have to address this thing that Drew Gooden was saying about not helping. Like, if you don't help on Curry driving to the rim after he blows by um, Robin Lopez or Alex Len because they're coming up to the level of the screen, he's just going to be shooting a wide-open layup. You're not going to rather give them a wide-open layup than an Ubre 3. If Ubre makes some threes, fine. But giving up an Ubre 3 is not as bad as giving up a Stephen Curry wide-open layup. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so every time Drew Gooden says something like that, like not helping off sh like weak side corner shooters... It's just wrong um, because otherwise you're giving up a layup. It just makes sense. Um, so I'm trying to think about, um, I'll talk about Russell Westbrook and Draymond Green because they're also two interesting guys um, because they don't shoot, but they're such good playmakers. Um, Westbrook is an awesome playmaker. Um, I already touched on the turnovers a little bit, but some of his turnovers were so bad in this game, like it was painfully bad. Um, but the Warriors weren't really guarding him that much from the perimeter, and the Wizards weren't really guarding Draymond Green that much from the perimeter. And what's interesting with that, and when that happens, is like um, those guys really need the ball in their hands to be effective, but they're both of them are playing next to guys that are better than them with the ball in their hands. Like I'd rather have Curry with the ball in his hands than Draymond. I'd rather have Beal with the ball in his hands than Westbrook. So like, what do you, how do you kind of balance that? Um, the way the Warriors' offense just kind of works is that they have Draymond Green handling the ball, and then they just have Curry running off a ton of screens, and it's awesome, and it looks beautiful. Um, but with the Wizards, they don't really have the same kind of chemistry, um, you know, same kind of read and react style that the Warriors have. Um, so it's kind of tougher for them. 
Um, but also Westbrook is probably better. I, I mean, not probably. Like Westbrook is clearly a much better scorer, much better getting at the rim, all that than um, Draymond Green is. Um, so you do kind of have that going for you. But it's pretty interesting to watch both the like they have con the Wizards and the Warriors have contracts and styles, but they kind of have similar like personnel type of things. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting to watch um, throughout the whole game. Um, I'm trying to think about <laughs> what else I want to talk about. Um, it's late at night. Like this is it's crazy to do this so late at night. Um, it's hard to think through everything I want to say, um, 18 minutes in. Okay. So I guess I'll go over the shot charts a little bit and then I'll go over my notes and then that'll be it. Um, there's definitely something I want to say though. That I'm forgetting. I just can't. Oh, Bradley Beal. Um, I definitely want to talk. So Beal only played 30 minutes in this game. Um, usually in the fourth quarter, he comes in around like eight and a half minutes in this game. He didn't come into like four minutes. Um, I assume that's because of his like n- nerve issues in his hip. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'll probably do more research on this tomorrow. Um, but nerve issues are never a good thing to hear. Um, but Bradley Beal said it's more about managing pain and not about like long-term issues or effects or anything. Um, so I don't know. We'll kind of see how that goes in the future. Um, just looking at some of the shot plots, like Russell Westbrook shot nine shots in the paint, shot eight shots outside the paint. A lot of those shots were not good. Like Russell Westbrook shooting a mid-range jump shot is not a good shot. A couple times the Wizards actually did have good ball movement, but then it'd end up in the hands of like Russell Westbrook just standing at the three-point line wide open, like record scratch. Um, Ish Smith standing at the three-point line wide open, record scratch, like, those two guys don't really make too much sense on this team um, to me personally. Um, I've talked about that a lot, though. Um, Beal didn't have the greatest night shooting. One for five um, from beyond the arc, one for four in the mid-range, and then um, pretty good inside the paint. Um, who I'm trying to think of the, the guy that I wanted to look at. I wanted to look at Curry. I'll ask you, Shacha, I want to look at. So he was five or 12 um, from three-point lights, six of eight um, from right inside um, the restricted area, which is crazy. Um, but a lot of those were pretty easy attempts. And if they weren't easy attempts or like just from like guys, not really, um, you know, great rim protectors that are helping, like, you know, the, um, Danny obvious of the world, um, even though he did make that game saving, like great play at the end. Um, but he was also over five from outside the restricted area, um, inside the three point line. Um, he shot a couple floaters, um, that weren't all that great. Um, but also like he, if he can get all the way to the rim, he doesn't really need to, um, shoot any floaters. Um, so yeah, I guess, so I'll go, sh- th- go through my notes and then that'll be that for this episode. I've, I've been also saying I'm trying to keep these a little shorter. So 20 minutes in, go through my notes. Okay, that's probably, probably pretty good length. Oh my God. In the first minute of the game, Drew Gooden said that pace, he said pace is points per possession. That's not true. I don't know where he got that from. He repeated that in the fourth quarter too. Pace is how many possessions you get per game. Like why would pace be points per possession? That doesn't even make sense. Pace is a common thing that people use in common dialects talking about basketball. Um... I don't know where he got that from. He said that twice. That's mind-boggling to me that he's on TV saying that twice. Um, oh, the first play of the game, I wrote, this is going to be fun for the rest of the game. The first play of the game, Wiseman is a step late in help, and the Wizards get a good shot. Um, he also, Wiseman early in the game, got a couple easy dunks just from the weak side help not really being there on time. Um, a couple times it was from, you know, you know <laughs> the usual culprits, Bradley being Russell Westbrook. Um I talked about um, ball screen defense. Um, oh, my God. So the Warriors were hunting Davis Bertans every single time he was in the game, um, just on switches with Stephen Curry. Um, Bertans couldn't do anything against Curry. Like, Curry, first couple of times you got switched on him, Curry did, like, step back threes. Um, and then the next one, like, million times, he just drove, like, waltzed right by him um, to the paint and then was just collapsing the defense, kicking out, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Curry's really, really hard to guard. Um, just because he's such a threat from three, he has a pretty good first step also. He has obviously has a great handle, um, so he can kind of pick and choose what he wants to do, whether it's, you know, shoot a tough three and have a good chance of hitting it or um, just driving by and, like, making a play. Um, so he's really, really tough to guard if you don't have, like, really, really switchable guys. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Warriors are perfectly... Oh, my God. So the Warriors, um, whenever there's a ball screen against Russell Westbrook, they pretty much switched every time unless it was Wiseman um, just because they're perfectly fine with, like, switching, like, Kavon Looney onto Russell Westbrook and then just backing up and letting him shoot a mid-range jump shot. Um, They did the same... They give that same treatment to Ish Smith, um, who didn't play particularly well in this game. I'm just, like, I don't think he's an offensive threat to score at all, um, which makes it really tough for him. Um... Um, coming out in the second quarter, the Wizards ran a pretty interesting action. It was like a pitch back. Um, they swung the ball, and then they swung it back um, into a Knicks action, um, which is a swing into a step-up ball screen. Um, they ran that twice in a row, but the second time they ran it with a wrinkle where after the step-up ball screen, um, the guy who set the step-up um, set a little um, down screen. Um, and I thought that was a really, really good play. Um, but I think it, it ended in a turnover. Um, just from a bad pass, but I really, really like the play design. I also like that they ran um, a play once. It worked. They ran the same play again, um, just with a little bit of a wrinkle into it. I really like when the Wizards do that. Um, Wizards also ran a stack action in that second quarter. Um, Neto was the guy setting the back screen for Lopez. Lopez just blew a wide-open layup, but again, like I love when the Wizards run stack. I think they really, really need to do it more often, especially when Bradley Beal's on the floor. Um, man, it's frustrating because the Wizards run some like, great plays and Bradley Beal's not involved or he's on the bench or something. Like, that's frustrating sometimes. <laughs> I talked about Lopez dominating the paint um, with the right hand hook shot. Um, Warriors run Curry. Oh, Warriors ran a pretty nice play um, with Curry setting a step up ball, ball screen. And then um, after he set that screen, he came off a flare. Um, just super tough to guard um, if you don't switch both screens. Um, the Wizards switched the first one, um, which was the step up, but they didn't switch the second one. And Curry got a pretty good look off of it. Um, <laughs> I already talked about the Drew Gooden help thing. I wrote a giant note against it. But, like, yeah, so if you help off the weak side corner, you just have to trust that the guy in the weak side slot is going to rotate down um, and, you know, play in between the two passes. And then, you know, like, you got to trust your next level of help. You can't, um, you know, just say, like, oh, that's going to be a wide open. Like, it shouldn't be a wide open three. If you're helping correctly and you're rotating right, it should not be a wide open three. You just got to trust that that next guy is going to rotate. And if he doesn't rotate, that's on him. Um, that's not really on you. You can't like, you can't think that way. Um, so that's another thing I want to say about that. Um, Uber hits, <laughs> I talked about Uber hits a wide open three, um, three to five. What the heck does that mean? Oh, uh, that's what I said to get. Okay. Uber hit, Uber hit a wide open three in the third quarter. Um, it gave the Warriors the first lead of the game and the bottom three is because Russell Westbrook missed a rotation. Um, I thought that was notable. Um, where is defending Beal well with bigs that can move their feet? Um, oh, Beal actually, I thought he was pretty good as a passer tonight. Like he wasn't really making it super advanced reads, um, but he was, you know, making the right reads most of the time. Um, I just would have liked him to be a little more aggressive coming off some screens. Um, even if like, you know, like if Kavon Looney got switched onto him, um, I would have liked him to, you know, try to take him harder to the basket. But again, if like that hip was bothering him, then it's kind of hard to gauge, um, you know, how much he could have really, really done that. Um, oh my God, in the fourth quarter, the Wizards ran a floppy. Um, floppy is like what I've been calling for, for the Wizards run for Bradley Beal, but they ran it for Denny Avdia. And I think the floppy was kind of just a false action just to get Robin Lopez a post touch. Like, ah, man. The Wizards have that in their bag. Why aren't they running that for Beal? I think I'm not going to get into into that. Too into that now. Um, I'm talking about the doubles in the post. 
Um, some of the rest turnovers, talk about that. Um, Warriors, oh, the Warriors, to close the game, they went small with Draymond at the five, and they had Ken Bazemore in the game for most of the time closing the game. I'd Like, if they play like that all the time, like the full, you know, most of the time, um, I think that they'd be a lot better off. Um, but, you know, they don't. Um, you know, they're trying to develop their guys. Like, that's I, I'm fine with that. Um, a lot of times, like, teams also don't run their playoff rotations just because it's tough. Um, to do that in the regular season, you know, with the, you know, how much uh, work the regular season is. Um, my last note um, that I want to talk about, um, the Warriors ran a few times, like a similar play to what the Nuggets run um, with, like, you know, they're big, um, has the ball near the top of the key, um, and then the guard, like, coming down, um, starting around the block area or, like, right under the basket and just sprinting up into a handoff, um, catching it and turning and facing towards the basket. Um, the Warriors ran that a few times. They got a lot of good looks out of it. Um, they got a couple Curry, like, good threes. Um, they also got um, Draymond in the short roll a lot. Um, and I really like that um, action. Um, again, Denver runs out a ton with Jokic and Murray. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, the Wizards play again late tomorrow, I think, against the Suns. So definitely tune into that. I'll have a podcast coming out um, that night or the next day. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Wizards Pod. I'll see you next time.